Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from John chapter 9, verses 13 through 17, and also verses 24 through 34. If you remember from yesterday, we're talking about the man who was born blind. In the early part of John 9, we meet this fellow who's been blind since birth. And the question comes from the disciples of Jesus, who sinned? Did this man sin or did his parents sin? And Jesus makes the point that it's not the personal sin of this man or the ancestral sin of those that came before him that brought about his blindness. So he dispels this myth that was common even at that time, that somehow sin of someone's parents or ancestors or A person's personal sin brought about calamity. We talked about that in depth yesterday. Now today, people hear about this healing. We need to realize this too. There were not a lot of reports of people being healed of blindness in the ancient world. There's a lot of miracle stories that would circulate among the Greeks and the Romans, and also even in intertestament Judaism, the time between the Old and New Testament, there would be these miracle stories but you do not find many stories about people being healed from blindness. So this is an amazing miracle. And it's made more amazing because this guy had been blind since birth. So once he's healed by Jesus in the early part of this chapter, his neighbors start to wonder, is this really the guy that was blind since birth? They they can't believe it. Then they lead him to the Pharisees. And one reason this is an issue is it's the Sabbath day when Jesus works this miracle. Now, remember, the Pharisees are uh, this religious organization in Palestine at the time of Jesus. There were not a lot of Pharisees. Maybe 3,000 to 6,000 Pharisees lived at that time. So we're not talking about a huge group of people, but they were very influential, and they were a holiness group. They wanted to call God's people to holiness. They believed that if they adhered to the law of Moses— they're very strict in their adherence to God's word, that it would usher in the messianic age. They also had added a lot of tradition to God's word. So you would have God's basic commandments, like to keep the Sabbath holy and not to rest. But the Pharisees added a lot of laws to fence in and guard the Sabbath, to make sure no one uh, would violate the Sabbath. So they would go above and beyond with their laws. So they added a lot of laws that were not found in the Old Testament. There would be their traditions and their interpretations of these laws. So they're very strict, the Pharisees. Pharisees actually had some things in common with the teaching of Jesus, actually. They believed in angels. They believed in the resurrection of the dead. But where Jesus takes this group to task is their adherence to tradition over God's word. And also at times they would be self-righteous. In this case, you're going to see that they will not listen to this man at all. They've already got their mind made up about Jesus. Let's go to our reading. We're going to look at two trials. Now, this poor fellow who was born blind, now he's been healed. He's going to be put on trial twice by the Pharisees. And all he did wrong was he just got healed. But let's go to our reading. This is, first of all, uh, John 9, 13 through 17. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, 
He put mud on my eyes, and I wa- and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. And so they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. So they're asking this man, Okay, tell us what happened. Explain to us what Jesus did, and he explains the miracle. He made the mud, uh, he sped up on the ground, he made mud, he put it on his eyes, and he asked the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam, and he received his sight. And the Pharisees say, some of the Pharisees say, this guy cannot be from God because he violated the Sabbath by healing on the Sabbath day. This is a violation of Sabbath rules. Now, there's nowhere in the Old Testament that says healing on the Sabbath was a sin. This is an extrapolation from their tradition and their interpretation of the Sabbath law. But some were divided and said, you know what? A sinner could not work great miracles like this. So a person only from God could do something like this. So there is a division among the people about Jesus. I think we could agree that there's division even today about Jesus. Some are divided about the identity of Christ. Some would say that Jesus is the Lord over all things, and they give their life to Christ. Some would say he's a great moral teacher. And he just has some really good teachings and philosophies for life. The only problem with that theory is uh, that would make Jesus a liar because Jesus claimed to be the Lord of the universe. A great teacher is not someone that's going to lie about their own identity. Or he's crazy. That would be the other option. So people even today are divided about Jesus. There's really a new class of people that are developing today that claim to be followers of Jesus' cross. And they pick and choose the commandments and the sayings of Jesus that they find most comfortable. These would be more like uh, consumeristic followers of Jesus. So that's a kind of a new class that you find even in our day. But people are divided about the identity of Jesus. Now let's go to the second trial. So this is round one. They ask the guy, okay, who do you think Jesus is? He said, Jesus must be a prophet, which makes sense. He's got all the the trappings, and, and he, he looks like a prophet. He acts like a prophet. He, he has a lot of similarity with the prophets uh, of the Old Testament. Think of Elijah and Elisha and the miracles they work. So, okay, he could be a prophet. Also, there was a great prophecy that a prophet greater than Moses would rise up among the people. So he could be that great prophet that's prophesied in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18. So the man says, I think he's a prophet. So round two begins. Here's the second trial. This is verses 24 through 34. So for the second time, they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him saying, you are his disciple but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered him, Why, this is an amazing thing. You you do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a blunt man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, 
You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Now, it's interesting. There's a little bit of humor here where this man is chiding the Jewish authorities. I mean, they should know who Jesus is. They're the religious authorities. They're the ones that lead the people. They should know where Jesus is from. They should know who he is, and they should understand this basic principle that no one opens the eyes of the blind. This is an incredible miracle, and only a person from God could do something like this. It's interesting where they talk about This idea of the man being in utter sin. They have the same misconception of the apostles earlier, of the disciples. They think that it's the man's personal sin that led to his blindness. Now, we know already that Jesus has dispelled that myth, that it's not the man's personal sin that caused his blindness. So they're they're ill-informed about that. But I find it interesting that these men claim they don't know where Jesus is from, But this same group and other places in John's gospel have no problem with talking about Jesus being from Nazareth or Jesus being uh, from a questionable patronage where people really don't know who his father is. There would still be questions hanging over uh, the, the birth of Christ. Who is his real father? And some of the scandal that would have come out of Nazareth with the virgin birth. They had no problems in other places knowing where Jesus came from. But here they tend to act like, well, we don't know where he's from. But we as the reader know that Jesus comes from above. And here's the irony of John's gospel. This group claims to be the disciples of Moses, but Moses pointed toward the day of Christ. Jesus comes from above. And if these people don't accept Jesus, they will die in their sins because they really are the ones that are blind. The religious authorities are the ones blinded to the truth of Jesus. And now this man who was born blind, he actually sees clearly. Here's these guys that have trained their whole lives in religion in the Bible, and they can't see the evidence in front of them. They won't accept the fact that Jesus really is who he claims to be. And this man sees just the ridiculous nature of the stance of the Pharisees. But notice they cast this guy out. Now, what that means is he gets excommunicated from the synagogue and from the temple, and that is a big deal. We know that Christians later, when they come to Christ, will be thrown out of the synagogues. Some will be flogged and beaten in the synagogues. They would be ostracized from their community. So there would be great price for following Jesus Christ. And the same is true for us today. If we decide to follow Jesus, there's going to be some hard choices we're going to have to make. There's going to be times we're going to be ostracized and hated for our belief in Jesus. And just like this poor fellow in this story, all he did was get healed. He suffered ridicule. And sometimes all you're going to do is just love people I want to show them compassion and hold to your faith in Jesus Christ, and you're going to be ridiculed for that. And we need to give glory to God when we suffer for the sake of the gospel. Blessed are those that are persecuted. We need to understand that we are blessed in those situations. So we're out of time for the day. I'm not going to go back and reread our passage. but Just some things we can learn today that sometimes when we follow Jesus, you're going to have severe opposition. You may be persecuted for your faith. But in those times, realize that you are blessed, that God draws close to you and gives you the power to get through those situations. Well, I hope you have a great day and I hope to see you back again with tomorrow's podcast.